owning a business, starting a business, starting a, a something, starting a something, you know, like too hard, too fast. The carpenters are yeah. starting a something. You, you've got to do it and put yourself in a position because what's going to happen is over the next 20 years, we're expecting an extra million people, right? As all these people are coming in, they're going to be bringing new money, new ideas, da, 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 da. When that infusion of cash comes in, somebody's going to have to catch it. If we're not putting ourselves in a position to catch that money train that's coming our way, you know who's going to get it? The same people who have been getting it. All right. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions um, about things that we may or may not know too much about in order to broaden perspective. Today we have a right here. This is what I'm about. (laughs) Everybody brought a bottle. I brought a can. (laughs) Um, all right, today we have a special guest. His name is Roy, but he goes by, and you might know him by, as the Carpenter's Apprentice. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to ask him what he's doing, what his goals are. Um, so sit back, buckle up, let's go too hard, too fast. Right. Let's start off with what you're. What are you drinking, man? What are you drinking? Well, I was not. I I, I had a party last night. It wasn't like a party, <laughs> but my tia and my tío came over. Nice, man. I don't know if you, if you drink with your tia and tío sometimes, but yeah, yeah, yeah all the time, man. Every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, New Year's, any they holiday. Can, those motherfuckers can drink, so they kind of wiped me out of everything else. All I had left was this half a uh, handle of Tito's. Man, my recycling bin, you know, when the, when the trucks come, it sounds oh, so yeah. fucking embarrassing. I'm like, keep, your, keep it down over there. You can hear it. Sounds like a lottery. Yeah, that's my, that's my mother-in-law pulling in the, the recycling bin and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing a welcome? Are we doing a drink to start the show? Yeah, yeah. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys having me on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on. Cheers. Well, oh, you got a paleta too? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The party was pretty good yesterday. Oh, man, it was nice. It was, um, you know, the good thing is, like, the longer you can hang in, the more drunk they get, the more you find out about the family. You start figuring (laughs) out where all the fucking bodies are buried. I had no idea my family had so much drama before I was even around. You know, just hearing the old timer stories, like my grandfather, he was five brothers, and uh, they used to fuck with each other all the time. They would steal things from each other. They were all tradesmen, and they would like steal each other's tools and just fuck with each other for no good reason. I like to hear that shit. (laughs) That's basically how this podcast works. Uh, (laughs) The longer we go, the drunker we get, and the better the stories and the top gets. That's right. I figured man. y'all were going to try to do some shit like that. So I got <laughs> heavy hams, heavy cheeses. Dang, you're prepared. Y'all like ain't that. taking me down today. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Um, I like that, man. So, hey, what we want to know is uh, what's, your, what's your favorite beer? Usually we give a beer review. Dos Equis. Or, you Dos Equis? Yeah. Nice. Dos Equis. Nothing even comes close. Really? Mm-hmm. 
What yeah, about like that they got the light? I don't think so. No. Dang. No Rona? Uh, the beer, not the... <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll drink it if I have to. Like, if there's no other options and I'm bored out of my mind. But, <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's basically where it is. Here's the question. Dressed, lime, or just by itself? Man, I fucking hate the way beer tastes. Even Dos Equis, I hate the way it tastes. I hate it all. So... <laughs> My goal is try to drink that thing as fucking fast as possible. Immediately after, I usually have, even here right now, look, I got my thing of Lucas. Nice. I pop a little bit right here in the old old uh, Coke corner. And <laughs> just go for it. Hey. Uh, I usually go IPA, so today I'm drinking this, uh, or this IPA from Freetails. Here, local San Antonio. Since you're a local guy, I stay local mm -hmm. today. It's really good. It's a normal IPA. There's really no like flashy things about it. But if you don't, if you don't like to taste the beer, then this is definitely not the beer for you. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, I do know though that the uh, darker beers they fuck me up very fast. I know that. I learned that one. That's one of those. This is those. it's not dark, dark, but it's a six point eight. So um, you'll go too hard, too fast, pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> too hard, too fast. That's the word of the day. That's the That's word. Right. Oh, there you go. Drink it up. Hey, so I, since you're a native, uh, hey, let's, hey, let's do another cheers. One more. One more right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going um, fast. Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> this is about to be a really good date. <laughs> hey Centura native San Antonian. I'm gonna I, I, I live in West Texas though, but I'm gonna show my support for San Antonio right here where I graduated from. Nice. So definitely support that. Office of Education and Human Development. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm surprised so you were gonna read that. I'm like and then my favorite team right here. Boom. So, there you go. There you go, man. Boom. You gotta love this bird. Oh, dude, that's, that's right, man. Hey, you know, so there was a there was a show or an episode you had uh, that was really Let's interesting. This was that. a year ago where um, there was a there was a portrait of Kawhi. He was a graphic designer, and you were just interviewing him. And um, oh, you know, yeah. So it was cool. That, I mean, it wasn't disrespectful. It was just saying like, hey, thanks for what you did, but hey, you're out. It's time to move on. So. Yeah, and I don't know. Dude, that was so crazy, man. Because that was the first time we ever got any kind of smoke happening on our page. Oh, really? That guy, that guy put in, that artist, somebody just started picking a fight with him in the comments. Oh, and, you man. know, you guys have a show now, too, so you, you'll, maybe you'll understand this dilemma. But now you got, I don't want the guests to feel, like, disrespected, but on the other hand, drama... I can yeah. use those numbers, you know? I mean, we're talking about, we had like 200 people watching. I, I needed some yeah. numbers. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to let this shit play out. <laughs> I'm going to let him go for it. How I did it play out? Oh, um, the guy who was talking shit to him was fucking swole. He was a <laughs> big, big old dude. <laughs> but the guy, the artist, he ran with some crew out here. I mean, if, if you go by where he hangs out, yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got his goons too, so. I was like, oh, fuck. But the way it ended is, I won't say who. There was so, a street what? fight right in front of your house. <laughs> a big rivalry. So you started one of the most deadly south side fights ever. <laughs> now, that would be a story. That's not what I got. One of the guys called me and said, hey, can you just delete this, please? 
Oh, yeah, really? wow. yeah, that was it. I know. Like Corny take, ending. You had to take down the whole video or what? No, just that uh, particular comment thread. Okay. And, you would know, that's so funny, too, because they could have done it themselves, right? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Would you, and I guess we should tell people that what, what you actually do before I go into this question. Um, you go around San Antonio, um, based out of the south side, like you really do tell, and I saw this in an interview somewhere, you try to tell San Antonio's story by way of the south side. And you know, that's a beautiful way to say it. I've never heard it said like that. I like the way that sounds. I try to tell the story of San Antonio by way of the South Side. Yeah, that's right. That's a very good way to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to copyright it so you can't take it. <laughs> ah, too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast. Use it. No, so, so that's what you do. And you interview a whole, a variety of different people uh, in all kinds of walks of life through it um so but this this story actually i was one wondering would you take down a video oh and he's gone <laughs> i'm here i'm here, I'm here. <laughs> he got tired of it crap <laughs> <laughs> would you ever take down a video if somebody said hey you know what i don't like this anymore or i don't want to be on it like would you censor yourself okay if it's like i did a report and somebody disagreed with what i was saying i'm not going to take it down because of that even get this oh here's a good story i i let a bunch of people have access to our facebook not like in a serious way but so that they can upload content so that their stuff can get seen when you, you know just like as a means of them being able to promote themselves okay. so i share access to that with we need to do people. that then george let's do that hey for sure yeah and you know what <laughs> i tell people like uh just put you know i want people like uh content creators to be able to get some exposure because when we were starting fucking nobody would help us even even on reddit i remember posting our shit and they banned me from being able to post anything anymore oh, shit. and i was like oh are you serious so i i just you know it's hard out there i get it it's hard out here for a pimp because <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually I feel your pain man i feel your pain i usually so, tell people like I, while we're interviewing them like if you say something that you not you're not comfortable with tell me right there because once i start editing it's a done deal, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think some, there have been people like that. Oh, there actually has been one instance. I interviewed a politician and the politician looked like shit compared to their opponent. And this is a good person. I like that politician yeah. personally, but fuck, they fucking ate it. It was terrible. And uh, they had asked me to remove it. And I, I agreed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But, but that's just like decent shit. Look, if I have a video of, or if somebody puts up some kind of video and I'm in it and I want them to take it down later, I would hope they would, I, I don't, you know, for whatever reason, I hope they respect my request. So for the most part, so long as somebody's in it and like, if they're half of it, then yeah, I guess, I guess there would be some leeway there. But my first instinct is to tell you to like, no, don't, I don't think I should give up anything. Yeah. Especially if you, you didn't maliciously make them look bad, which from all the yeah. videos I've seen, you'd, you you go from start to finish like you said earlier off camera. Uh, you go start to finish, uh, no edits. You just put it out there. Mm -hmm. So, and so I don't think there's any like malicious intent. So I think, hey, if, you get if, the full story. You know, what's that? You, the viewer, get to see the whole thing. I don't I don't hide nothing from you. Yeah, that, and that's that's what I like. We about. hide a lot from the people. 
<laughs> hey, so just to back up a little bit, so um, so you were born and raised in San Antonio, though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where your heart comes from. Right. In the South Side, yeah. In the South Side, mm-hmm. nice, awesome. And then uh, I know you you were talking about politics. Um, so you you actually ran for city council yourself, though, right? Yeah, I did out here in San Antonio in the South Side. In the South Side, what what inspired you to to do that? Dude, that's a weird story because, like, I was just a strange kid. I had kind of a vision or whatever yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of what I thought I should do with my life pretty young, like, we- weirdly young, like, nine or ten. <laughs> and um, at about age 12 or 13, I got a notebook and I decided to, like, seriously draw out what I thought the next whatever amount of time for my life should look like and how I should get there. And I, so I put down, like, 13 goals for myself and then a little plan on how to get there. Obviously, it was adapted. The 13-year-old version didn't. That, that wasn't what I stuck <laughs> to exactly like that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a pretty good, like, basic outline of what I wanted to do and how I thought I could be useful in the world. And um, what the last thing on that list, the last goal that I could foresee in my head was I should run for city council, that that would be the ultimate culmination of everything. So that's not like – there wasn't a – there was only, like, one issue that really drove me to it. But the thing is I was on a collision course for that spot. I was going to try mm-hmm. at some point. That was just going to yeah. be – there was nothing that could have stopped me. I was just going to try to do that at some point. So I, I got out of the way pretty early. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. So I'm sure uh, – I'm sure – one issue, though, let me, maybe I should tell you that. That one thing that did get me, uh, like, it would do something. Like, the one thing that I guess impacted me during that thing or that made me think, like, okay, even though I was going to do this anyways, oh, shit, these people really need a fighter. This was a, the first inkling of, like, we should help out the people who are the most vulnerable because it really will save our ass later too. Was um, yeah. on Mission Road here in the south side, there was a, a trailer park. Over 300 families were displaced and taken out of that trailer park to make room for these new high-rise condos that are just down the street from you, right? Like in this very neighborhood. Uh, it was the largest displacement of human, uh, of Texas families, period, in history of Texas. And it was just something crazy to see that, like, de- developers can really own your shit. They can just, that's it. You're done. You're out. So uh, that, that, that thing kind of still haunts me because I passed by the new condominium. And the thing is, it's beautiful. And it looks fun. <laughs> But fuck, they got rid of those other guys. And so then I'm starting to think, well, that was them last a couple of years ago. How long until they come for me next? Yeah. All that's right, true. that's it. Yeah. Off my soapbox. Well, no, no, that's a good that's a good topic because um, I see it right now in different places in San Antonio. Like, here's, here's – I don't know if I said it on the podcast before, but what I think is happening to the West Side – and I, we, Worm and I, we went to school – on the west side, uh, Our Lady of the Lake. So um, we we now when we pass by it and we're driving through or going to a restaurant on this side, we see there's so many changes. Like it, it's starting to look what you will call hipstery. It's starting to mm-hmm. have different different new buildings that you know it doesn't lend itself to what the culture of the west side really is. And all I'm thinking is, think they're they're getting ready to push out these people. They're, the downtown is building forward or building on, and they're getting ready to push out these people, which most of right. them are older people or people mm-hmm. living with like social economic or lower socioeconomic um, status, I guess you can say. So well, uh, it's happening on all th- 
all three of the minority majority areas of town, the North, the East and the uh, West. Uh, I'm right. sorry, sorry, not the North, the East, the West and the South and the North side had been, uh, they already done. Like, yeah. they, they, look, they were wiped to begin with. They were never, <laughs> they were never going to go. <laughs> Let me try to cut the bullshit here. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, I mean, you see it all over the place. And the thing is, the goal is to get us out of here. So they want San Antonio to be a, a suburb, a suburb, <laughs> a suburb of Austin, right? So oh. they just want us to be able to house the new tech jobs that are coming there, the new fancy things that are going to that area. They don't care about us. They never have, right? Like even when it was the native people in these lands, they didn't care then. They don't care now. So it's going to be up to us to defend our turf. And that is uh, way hard, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what, how, how, would, how would someone or how would a people come and defend themselves against that when you have well, government, corporations? I mean, they're just... Well, I, th I think what they do also, like before you answer that, what I see is happening, I could be wrong, and this is too hard to pass, we don't check facts. But um, I feel like they sell us a mindset of like, oh, new innovations and new jobs, and this is going to be great for San Antonio and the people of San Antonio. But when you realize when you have too much industry, eventually it just turns out to be way too expensive to live here. Mm -hmm. uh, these tech people or these industries don't have any roots here, so they don't have a need to stay here if they're not making it. They don't love us. Exactly. You're out of town, Jack. No, exactly. and you know, yes, you're right. They sell us a bill of goods and oftentimes they don't even sell us the community. So if a developer comes in and they want to develop something, there is some, a sweet talking process that happens. I don't know if you guys have, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I even get into that, this is very important because earlier uh, you had asked, what are the keys to being able to fight this? How do people actually fight mm -hmm. back? Ownership is everything. Ownership of land, ownership of a business, ownership of who you are and your cultural identity as a neighborhood, you have to own those things. So when possible, now this is owning land, that's hard. It's a very, very big mountain to climb for a lot of people. It'll be the hardest thing some people do their whole lives. Uh, and, and if you're lucky to do it, right? Some people even have to live like rent to rent, check to check like that. And it's even like harder. But if by some miracle you can get some kind of land, that is the beginning I, you got to be able to have more of that because then that'll give us, we'll have a say in the matter just because we're fucking here. You can't, what are you going to do? You can't move us. Now they'll try to do it through property taxes, but there's a couple of things like it, it's not as easy as a bumper sticker to tell you how to, how to utilize those things. So that's mm -hmm. like way more in depth, but ownership is everything. If you cannot at the moment buy property in some kind of way in the area of town that you love or your community, then owning a business, starting a business, starting a, a something, starting a something, you know, like too hard, too fast. The carpenters are yeah. starting a something. You, you've got to do it and put yourself in a position because what's going to happen is over the next 20 years, we're expecting an extra million people, right? As all these people are coming in, they're going to be bringing new money, new ideas, da, 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 da. When that infusion of cash comes in, somebody's going to have to catch it. If we're not putting ourselves in a position to catch that money train that's coming our way, you know who's going to get it? The same people who have been getting it. Yeah. Corporate interests, folks who we will never fucking see, people in L.A. and California and New York and all these fucking jumble fucks 
and they're just not from here. So we have to create businesses of all kinds. You know, I'm talking everything from like carpentry, surveying, um, you know, fucking button makers, shit like that. <laughs> just yeah. wild stuff. Start your business uh, because that's going to inoculate us to some degree from other people being able to come in. How are they going to provide a service better than you would uh, if you're here on the ground? You're going to have that kind of relationship with the people. That will make us stronger as a unit. I think also making sure that you're talking to the people around you, like your community, your neighbors. It's harder to take people out when there's communication amongst the people. When there's unity. Yeah, not necessarily even unity because it's hard to get that on a lot of issues. But just if y'all are all talking, okay, Mm -hmm. at least everyone's got the same facts. What happens when the developers Mm -hmm. come in? They're going to divide and conquer in some way. Somebody's going to get a little bit of this. Somebody's going to get a little bit of that. But you need to all be communicated so that the, at least the facts are clear. From there, disagree, whatever. But the facts need to all be lining up. So would you ever consider running again, whether it be city council or mayor or maybe something else? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, but I love titties and weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, hey, you know. <laughs> hey, bro. So I don't know if you know that I'm from El Paso. And uh, so did uh, Beto O'Rourke, bro. So there you go. Yeah, That's but exactly. look at Beto now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to fuck Beto now. <laughs> no, I got bless him. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> no, but it, it gets slippery where he walks, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe by the time that you decide to run again, there's a, you know, a better outlook on, on weed and, 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 It'll be legalized, and I, you know what, man? If there was a way that I could run and not stop, that's the thing is people really think politicians are like, like little deities or something. It's crazy. They're, these are just people, and we're all fucked up in some kind of way. But yeah. you know, they expect politicians to be these perfect and accurate beings. I think if there was a way that I could run and not have that kind of, uh, like be yourself still, right? <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, be myself still. I think that would be better. Hey, so for someone who does pursue something like that um and let's say they end up losing so i'm sure it was a tough loss like how did yeah. you cope with that and how and how did you just rebound and and what did you do to move on well i didn't really cope with it very well because i was not accustomed to losing mm. so that was like i guess you know what i thought man i, I was saying to myself like hmm. here i tried it the right way and you know it didn't fucking work so fuck it I wanted to be bad anyways. I was like, I was, I liked the, like the darker zones of things that you weren't really supposed to be fucking with. I was, it seemed pretty tempting to me. So (laughs) (laughs) the very night I lost, I went straight to the titty bar and I was like, I'm getting fucked up. We're going to party immediately. And I was like, the chains are loose. Remember I had written this fucking compact with myself when I was like 13. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I was going to do this. So it was a very, very good document to guide me forward, but almost like a prison in some ways, because now I had fucking, I had determined my destiny, you know? So <laughs> I did, as soon as I buzzed out, oh, I'm like, I buzzed out, brother. I went for it. I went to, uh, like, two days after the election, I went out to Miami, licked my wounds on the beach. It was a nice oh, place wow. to lick your wound. But. You did what you wanted to do for your for 13-year-old you. Yeah. Like, what's next? Like, at that point, is there a point of, like... Oh, that's like... Oh, I would just... The best way to describe that is just a drift. You remember in Anchorman, 
when he stops being the anchor and he's all disheveled. Like, oh. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt like real life that. Wow. And I remember thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do next? And the problem was, the problem was I had started already being Nessio. So the clock was ticking <laughs> for me. And one day, um, so I like, I would do all kinds of shit. Um, but one of my favorite things like to get a little rush from was to go jack some shit. And I'm not talking like, yeah, it would, it would be like medium range stuff, you know, in the hundred to like $500 range. Not, well, I guess that's expensive, but I don't know, but you know, that, <laughs> that's where it felt to me like the stakes were a little, were such that I want to roll them dice, you know what I mean? So uh, I was doing that and honestly, man, you know, I had a nice little, you only do it if it's working. Right. <laughs> but one time it fucking did it. <laughs> and that's all it takes. Yeah, just, yeah, all it takes is one time. So I actually had a plan, like when they, uh, well, everybody has a plan until they get fucking, until the shackles come out. <laughs> so my plan was, if you were undocumented at that time, you could just wait it out and they would turn you loose. So I'm like, I'm just going to fucking wait it out. I won't tell them who I am. I've never been in the system. So I don't, maybe I won't be in there, you know? Well, that's not how anything fucking works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just made like a, a lot of mess for myself. Getting arrested uh, for theft, that was like, ooh, once you got that scarlet letter, I said, for, people already know politics ain't, politicians ain't shit. <laughs> now I'm going to tell them, uh, I am a for real convicted thief, and I mm. want to be your political voice too. It just <laughs> was like, uh, I said, I don't think they're going to let me back in politics, man. I better figure out a new line of work. Well, I actually did. I did bumfuck for like two years. Like, seriously, nothing. My life went to like, totally complete halt just working odd jobs and doing a little to get by here a little to get by there and whatever i had to do to stay high for sure uh mm. just like not just not living i don't know how to explain it. it is it's life in a way but it's not even i don't know if, if some people i think will understand this feeling it's yeah. just like fucking around, nothing. around what age do you think was was this going on it's hard you know things kind of fuzzy but i don't know i'm 20 eight now so i don't know maybe like 23 to 25 26 Man, what time did you run for city council 15 <laughs> <laughs> at 22 i think i just like college or what because you went you went to school right i went to well no i went to william penn university out in iowa and i was there for two years and then uh i got a call from an old friend of mine to work on the obama campaign in miami and oh, since wow. I was all about politics, am all about politics, I really enjoy this stuff. Oh, man, that was like, dude, working for on a presidential campaign in fucking Miami? Are you kidding me? That, I don't know what else. To, that's, that's, that's everything. That's like, whoa, big time. You know, that's battleground state, battleground city on, a, on the highest level. So I had to fucking go chase that. I had to see what that was about. So I dipped from school. I went to go do that. And then once I did that, I figured out how to, I was like, well, I don't need what am I going to go back to school for? I just learned what I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to take this and go use it. I'm going to go hustle something up. I wasn't going to be a fucking botanist. <laughs> I had another kind of plan. I was, I was knowing either it was going to be politics or I knew I couldn't fucking work for nobody. I, I can't act right with somebody to start telling me what to do. <laughs> so I, I just knew I, I knew I was going to hustle something up. I, I just knew it already. I, I didn't count on... I could not have imagined, and it's no disrespect and no offense to anybody who 
does hard work every day and puts in those hours, those 40 hours a week for the man. Offend them, hard, bro. Hey, it. It's hard. That's hard shit. But I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I hear people talk about it like, hey, they're going to let us out 30 minutes early on Friday. And they're like fucking stoked. That made their week, man. And that shit, I can't do that. I don't want that to be my life. Maybe it will be one day. And I'm going to look back on this and be like, God damn. Remember when you had hope? <laughs> but I'm going to keep fighting, man. I'm going to keep fighting. Just try. Why not? So what breaks you out of that, that bumming phase or what, what makes you think of what you're doing now? I think there comes a moment. The moment came for me. Let me say it this way. The moment came for me where I just fucking looked at everything, man. And it was like a moment of sobriety and clarity where it just... Just me and God. And I had already destroyed everything to this point. The relationships I loved, the, a lot of my assets, I had just depleted them in pursuit of uh, some kind of feeling. You know what I mean? So basically, I'm at zero, zero, zero. And I'm looking at, okay, I, either I'm going to keep doing this shit and just, I knew there was gonna, I was going to hit a wall, jail, or a funeral. So I didn't want that. I I, I knew I didn't want that. And I knew I was good still that even though I had done a lot of bad stuff that I had good in there, I felt it sometimes, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was weird. To, I just knew, I still knew I was good. Like I was salvageable. I thought I was hopeful. <laughs> there was something there for you that you haven't realized yet. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, this is going to be hard. And the first thing I had to do was turn myself in, go get straight with the law. And that was going to be the hardest part. Cause it was like, I don't know if they were going to, I had just, I had run out on my probation. So it was six months. If they oh, caught wow. you, it's six months off the bat. You don't get the fuck around. Yeah. So I was, I just, dude, honestly, it wasn't, I, I didn't even go straight to the law part. Like there's a part where I had to just straighten up myself, but I, I just remember making the decision. Like I had heard, Oh, I'd heard Robert Downey Jr. On Oprah. So I loved interviews period my whole life. I've loved them. And so I would watch Oprah interviews on my phone at night and uh she had one with robert downey jr and i had remembered googling like actors who fucked up <laughs> so that i could see if there was a turnaround plan of somebody else used and he said the hardest part about changing your life is deciding to do it he goes doing it is the easy part but making the decision selling yourself on it is the hardest part and that i did something about it woke me up man i was like you know that's right like all right, I can, I can make it. I can come back out of this. I, I think there's a way. And it's shit, man. It was humiliating in every possible regard. Still is sometimes, you know, when I see people I've wronged or uh, have to go back and try to make amends in these things. But fuck it, man. What are we going to do? Give up? And that's it. You know, I, I just didn't like my life, man. It was just not good. Like, I don't know. It just was terrible. So anything I thought was better than that. And I, I used to, dude, I would, honestly, at that moment, had somebody come in and giving me any of the opportunities that I was trying to get. Like I applied at different spots. I, I tried to do this, tried to do that. And I ran into every fucking closed door you could ever imagine. And it was so infuriating because I was thinking, God damn it, here I am trying to fucking get back. And everybody is closing every door that I see that's open to other people. And they're telling me that I'm not like, I don't fit the requirement. Is this, that, or the other. And I'm thinking like, God damn, how can I not? But now I look back and I say, thank God these people did not let me in. I would have ended up being like a corporate animal or something. Yeah. Or you would have messed up the opportunity. Mm. That's very much more likely. Yeah. 
So, so you made that decision then to, to better your life, right? Yeah. So yeah, what you're trying to tell us is you're, you're the next Iron Man. Is that, is oh, that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> hey, well, well, then, Iron Man, dude. Now we're, that we're changing ourselves, I think it's time for another cheers. cheers. So let's bring the story hey. back. Cheers. Oh. Man, sorry to be a bummer. I feel like I killed the mood there. No, no man. So, so through all that, though, eventually, then that's what eventually came across starting the Carpenter's Apprentice. Then is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, all that. Well, the, the fucking the Carpenter's Apprentice didn't start like this though with the interviews and stuff. It started on uh, YouTube. You know, you guys are on YouTube too. Um, we started on YouTube and we were doing uh, cannabis rap reviews. So we would re review like raw raw raps, uh, white owls, those kinds of things. King palms. We would tell you how much cannabis went in it. Or flour, I should say flour. How much flour went in it, uh, how long it burned, how many people were in the rotation. And we'd tell you, like, the quality of the smoke, the taste, these kinds of things. So that was, like, almost a whole year of just that. Just that was all I was putting out. Maybe six months, maybe not a whole year. And then get this, man, the Carpenter's Apprentice. So the interview aspect of all of this, uh, Dab CBD Hemp Cafe had just opened up. Hey, going back to weed, though, man, what can we do as a people, as a state, to get it legalized here in Texas, man? I've been waiting. I've been waiting for way too long. I don't know. I, I don't know, honestly. I think the Republicans know something's up. Here's the thing. They're going to want to make it so that five people who are all big donors are the only ones who can sell weed in all of Texas. Yeah. That's and I think they're waiting to see if they can come up with a system that will allow their friends to hold this or duopoly mm. on us. And that, that I, that's, my, that's my hunch. But I also think we're going to hit a hell of a deficit crisis because – or budget crisis, excuse me, because we just aren't going to have as much money because of COVID coming into the coffers. So now we're going to have to find a way to make up that money. To me, weed is a no-brainer. It's legalized. We can generate yeah. billions in revenue. That's right. Billions. So And people are staying Joe, home, so perfect opportunity, right? Sure. Dude, perfect. We went to Colorado as soon as this whole lockdown shit started. As soon as it started, I said, you know what? If this is the end of the world, I at least want to be smoking right. <laughs> there you go, bro. There you go. So we popped out to Colorado. Dude, it was, you know what? It's such a much more enjoyable <laughs> experience this whole quarantine shit. I don't see nobody fighting about masks over there. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Put on the mask. Hold out, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll hop box in my mask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? One thing you can do, number one, fucking vote. <laughs> if you're not voting, oh, you fucking vote. This is, this is so basic, just vote. Because uh, if you do that, that already gives you like, okay, you're already more powerful than 50% of the population in the eyes of a politician. Because you yeah. are even, a, you can even go to the fucking party. So registering to vote is important. The deadline is October 5th. So if you guys have, yeah. haven't registered to vote, you should do it. Too hard, too fast, for good. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, so man, so I, I need some stuff fixed in my house. So as a carpenter, is there any advice you could give me? Or what are your rates? Or No rates. Can't price? hire me. <laughs> 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 I don't go do nothing at nobody's house anymore. You know why? You go what? do something at somebody's house. It's never as easy as you think. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You could say, oh, all we got to do is sand this, stain it real quick, or cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, hang it up. Hey, if you got to hang up some shit, get out of town, Jack. That's already, 
that's too much. It's yeah. it's like a nightmare. And then you're like trying to be, or I was trying to at least act somewhat professionally. This is my my family's business, so I'm trying to act professional and shit. And but you're getting frustrated, and it's not good. It's not good. But good news is you can learn how to do most things yourself with YouTube um, and better tools. Like I know, okay, how she said. Basically, the tools do a lot of the stuff. Tools and machinery will get you really, really far. Just figure out what it is that you're trying to do and what tools you can use to make your life easier. Don't cheap out on those tools. So, so you're like a real carpenter? No. I, an apprentice is probably the most accurate way okay. to describe but, it, but not even that because I'm not with the union. But, okay, here, okay now I'm, I'm, I, I think my mind just got blown completely out of the water because I was thinking you calling yourself the carpenter's apprentice and I you know when you were telling me how your YouTube got started with the weed I was like how does this tie into carpenter apprentice like how does this work like is he a real carpenter or he does carpentry or is this people tell me that well okay carpenter's apprentice has a name I wanted it to be an homage to God in some way I wanted him to be included on the journey. So I tried to think of a way to incorporate that. I just so happened to be in a a Carpenter's Appearance, but it's not really a usual idea to name that your show, you know. But who gives a fuck? I mean, you can name your show whatever you want. It's yours. (laughs) (laughs) I like the name, though. It's it's cool. I like it. Everybody, when we started Too Hard, Too Fast, that it was going to be like some porn thing. <laughs> I was also told this was a porn thing and it was going to be two hot blinds. Well, and here I am with you two. That's what you can for the occasion. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to act right. <laughs> no, yeah, so that's funny because I really like when I first started watching you, I was like, oh, this is like a, a religion thing. Uh, you know, Jesus. Yeah, most people think the religious thing. Uh, so I was trying to find the connection while you were telling me the how you started your youtube and that's funny that you actually were you know studying carpentry and knew it but then now you you just found it how to how to mix it that makes yeah. it even, that makes the story even better yeah i don't that's so crazy to me that most i guess because i know i'm a carpenter it's crazy to me that other people don't <laughs> but I, I already know me you know i think so so way- the name carpenter apprentice okay so because you really were a carpenter apprentice, but it's also a way to incorporate God. So it's both of those things, man. Okay. Well, there's another half to that, too, though. Oh, really? Let's hear it. The apprentice part. I love, this is problematic now because Donald Trump's a problematic guy. But I fucking love the, the apprentice and celebrity apprentice. I loved oh, it. Nice. I thought it was a dope-ass <laughs> show. Awesome. I really enjoy it. So I was like it would be cool and i was like and that was a popular that was a hit show i said so they must have known something with the name you know i said hmm okay we're getting close (laughs) nice well i think i think cool so it has multiple meanings then right dang i think for those are like the exact two things that i was thinking of when i was sitting there and i came up with the name those are the two things that i was like well this is my favorite show this is my favorite person in the whole world god not trump (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so the the so the carpenter's apprentice so in a way were you able to make this into like a full-time job mm. yes pre-covid pre-covid oh dang pre-covid we were able to do this for a couple of months um I'm totally support myself just by the show alone oh. we're kind of getting back to a place where 
business is picking up a little bit more, but most of our advertisers were small businesses still are. And uh, just that, that dude, everybody's trying to fucking survive right now. People didn't yeah. even know if they were going to be able to even exist as a company. Some places are having to make some really, really tough moves and they're fucking, some of them are really yeah. outstanding at it, but they don't have the extra capacity right now. A lot of them, some of them do. And um, for those we're grateful, the ones that are still coming through with us, but fuck when it went from like everybody being in a season of plenty to everything stopped period who had money yeah. to be thrown around like that yeah, yeah i think i think that's what we're finding out right now with the podcast because we had a couple of breweries that were like local san antonio and say, hey we like what you do like what you're talking about and but we like that you do that that drink review there's a season there's a season uh, of opportunity coming up yeah. And there will be ways to capitalize on it for people who are in the game, but just re refine your messaging. And more than anything, I mean, that's the thing with these advertising deals. It's all relationship building. I mean, you might think it's this, that, and the other. Of course, you got to show some kind of numbers and, and stats back. I'm speaking when you're talking about person to person, not Amazon and Google and all this shit, all right. but person to person, that's all relationship building. They need to be able to trust you. Mm. They need to know like, even if you fuck up somehow, like if the numbers aren't good, that you're going to make it right somehow. You're going to find a way to to put them good. That's awesome. And, uh, and now that I think about it too, in your show, because you actually have the Carpenter's, uh, I guess, like outfit. And I wondered yeah, if yeah. you just had bought that because because of the show or or if that was or if you've had that press. I guess you had that even before you started the show then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was doing carpentry for a while before uh, we started the show, but I like that fucking get up the – yeah, man, it's cool. The overalls. Yeah, like, I saw yeah, this yeah. guy, Home, Holmes. Y'all ever seen him on HGTV or something? No. Holmes on Holmes? No. Well, anyways, he wears those overalls, and I was like, fuck, those look dope. One day I would love to do that. <laughs> and wear that. <laughs> and then I, I realized, like, well, you don't have to have, like, you can just buy some and wear them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to, like, put that together. but <laughs> They had to be handed to you. As a, yeah, yeah, they got to be passed down. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I found I saw some at a garage sale one day, so I got those and it was good. Nice, hey man. One thing I do like about your show though is, um, you know, you try to inspire people, or you've told people, you know, it's people need to tell their own story. Don't let others, especially if they're outside, don't let them tell your story. So I really like that. Um, how do you feel about a guy who's living in West Texas telling the San Antonio story? You cool with that? You know, no, <laughs> I don't love it, <laughs> but there's going to be a place for everybody. Look, if you guys aren't here, you're no, not gonna, we're not going to sharpen up. I, I yeah, want to go back to San Antonio. I'm trying to. I'm here, I'm here in San Antonio. Man. No, for sure. I, I think that San Antonians need to step up to the plate. And uh, because I talk to so many people, probably you guys do too, now that you have your own show. And they tell you, I want to start a podcast. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there is literally no barrier to entry. <laughs> you just, I mean, having a phone, I guess, and an account on the internet. So some or a way microphone. <laughs> yeah, but even without the mic, we were doing it micless in the beginning because, or we went to the library, and at the library, you can check one out, and that was free. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, at the UTSA library, actually. That is, there we go, oh, man. But that was, see, that was a hustle, too. I had to go around the way. I'm not a UTSA student. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're there for the community. 
yeah. let's, let's focus on the on the on the on the carpenters apprentice now like okay so you you it was a hustle for you what is it now for you like what is you going out to the interview well in a way yeah. though i i should make this clear that it wasn't just a hustle for me like when we started up i recognized that i wanted back in i wanted back in the game all right guys that's it for part one uh with the carpenter's apprentice we're talking we're going all over the place we're listening to his story of how he came to be the carpenter's apprentice his mistakes our mistakes we're learning from each other and then we're also going to deep dive in a lot of things so come back for part oh my two gosh on part Thursday. two man i can't I believe that you're doing this to him i mean part two <laughs> I, how drunk y'all let me get for part two the things y'all said it was something i mean i just can't wait for them to see it that was crazy i've never i've never seen two men interact that way before that was something beautiful y'all are in for this time three men (laughs) you know when you you say like that but i thought at some point we all became one (laughs) (laughs) we all became one check it out for part two um uh the carpenter's apprentice you can find them on Instagram, give us your Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, you can find us at tc.apprentice. On Facebook or YouTube, you can find us under The Carpenter's Apprentice. All right. With that said, remember, there to be you, there to be weird. Worm, what are you going to say? Go listen to The Carpenter Apprentice. He's legit. Southside. Come, come, come back for part two. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on Thursday. Bye. Bye.